The Wake Up Call is a daily encouragement to shake off the slumber of our busy lives and turn our eyes toward Jesus. Each morning, our community gathers around a scripture, a reflection, prayer, and a few short questions, inviting us to reorient our lives around the love of Jesus, who transforms our hearts, homes, churches, and cities. Now, here's J.D. Walt with today's entry. Wake up, sleeper, and rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. It's Saturday, and time for another one of our Saturday Holy Spirit stories. Today's entry is called A Holy Spirit Story at the Intersection of I-44 and the Roman Road. Our text today is Acts 1-8. Hear the word of the Lord. But you will receive power when the Holy Spirit comes on you. And you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem and in all Judea and Samaria and to the ends of the earth. The word of the Lord. Now consider this. Today's Holy Spirit story comes from Bear and Carol Mills, who hail from Lubbock, Texas. So, for starters, if your name is Bear and you have a Holy Spirit story or any other kind of story, I want to hear it. They are part of St. Luke's Church, pastored by one of Seedbed's board of directors, Andy Hurst. This one is filled with attentive and attuned faith. Be challenged and encouraged. Here is Bear telling the story not only in his own words, but with his own voice. This was our second time to attend the New Room Conference. What an incredible experience. And wrapped around it, my wife Carol and I planned stops at key locations associated with powerful revivals in our nation's history. Cane Ridge, Red River Meeting House, Asbury. Lord, you did it before. Please do it again. Speaking of prayer, we'd learned on a trip to China several years ago that a vitally important prayer is, God, please cause someone to ask us the right questions. Questions that provoke an eternity-changing conversation. When other people are asking questions, it causes them to listen with different ears. It worked in China. It worked in the country of Turkey. It worked previously as we traveled around the United States. Would it continue to open the door to opportunities of sharing Jesus? New Room and the associated stops were incredible. As we traveled, we shared Jesus, but it was definitely seed planting rather than harvesting. And then came the day we were driving back to Texas through Missouri. Humming along Interstate 44, we'd just left the Precious Moments Chapel in Carthage. As we passed the city limits of Joplin, an alarm on the car sounded, letting us know that tire pressure was dropping fast on the driver's side rear tire. Carol checked her phone. A discount tire location just happened to be at the next exit. We limped into the discount tire. Both of us, mighty spiritual warriors that we are, were wondering, God, we're doing your will. Why did this happen? Why a flat tire? Why us? The news got even better at the discount tire. We'd need four new tires, not just one. 
and it would take all afternoon to get the work done. We were going to be sitting at that discount tire for a while. Oh, joy. Chairs in the Joplin discount tire were grouped in twos, except in the farthest corner of the back where they were in threes. We took two of the three, settling in and grousing about circumstances. Then a, a man walked up to us. This seat taken, he asked. He looked like he was having a worse day than us. Disheveled, bloodshot eyes, hair uncombed, mid-fifties. Despite there being plenty of empty chairs in other parts of the business, he wanted to sit by us. Well, tell me about your day, I said. Me? I'm going to hell. I'm sure I look surprised. Really? And why is that? He didn't hesitate. His father, who just passed away, was a Pentecostal preacher in a nearby small town. This son was the black sheep of the family. He said that during their last conversation, he cussed his father out, telling him to go to hell. Shortly thereafter, the father died of a stroke. Now I know who's going to hell, he said. Not him. Me. God will never forgive me for the way I treated my father. He was a good man who served God. I'm cursed. My wife Carol leaned in. Did your father believe in the Bible? D did he believe it was the word of God? Yes, he said. She continued, and God never lies. His word is true. Back in Lubbock, we were teaching the Roman road to salvation to the fourth and fifth graders at our church. Carol now walked that Roman road with our new friend. And if he'd ever heard these verses before, you couldn't tell by his reaction. No, he was a drowning man receiving a lifeline to salvation. All have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. God demonstrates love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. If you confess with your mouth Jesus as Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. There is no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus, and nothing will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. As Carol talked, I prayed. As I talked, she prayed. And then we both prayed out loud in the discount tire, leading our new friend in a prayer for Jesus to forgive his sins and save his soul. We asked if there was a church he could contact to follow up on his decision. He said he knew some people who attended a Baptist church in the area. The pastor was friendly and they taught the Bible. He, he could be there. He would be there for church the next day, he said. For months leading up to the New Room Conference, my wife and I prayed, God caused someone to ask us the right questions. Over the course of the trip, we prayed the same thing. And then we wondered why we got a flat tire. That was not part of our prayer. But the aforementioned Roman road passes through this verse. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. That's Romans 8.28. Our flat tire was just God's way of making sure we didn't miss a divine appointment that God had for us right at the spot 
where the Roman road crosses Interstate 44. The Prayer Father, Farmer God, thank you for this story of how you are always willing and working out of your ways and your will for your glory, for our good, and for the gain of others. We love this prayer. Lead others to ask the questions that open the door to discovering you. Lead me in this kind of attuned way of life, paying attention to you and to those you put on our path. Holy Spirit, make us ready at all the intersections of our lives, especially to host those who are in need and in pain. Praying in Jesus' name. Amen. The question. Do you tend to live in prayerful expectation of others who are searching, in ready anticipation of listening for the question, and not so much giving the answer, but receiving the question asker? And here's a P.S. today. Holy Spirit stories welcome. I'd love it if you'd send a story of faith from your life we might use on a Saturday in the future. We will be glad to attach your name or a pseudonym or anonymity. It's up to you. It can be a story of coming to faith, a story of transformation, a story of healing, deliverance, suffering in sufficient grace, family reconciliation, prodigal returns, answered prayer, and so forth. Word count of five to 800 words works well. We can't guarantee publication, but assure you of our prayerful discernment. You can reply to this email with your story, and it will come to me. For The Awakening, I'm J.D. Walt. We hope that today's entry challenged and encouraged you. And thanks for listening to The Wake Up Call, powered by Seedbed. Be sure to share this with a friend. Leave us a rating and subscribe wherever you prefer to listen to podcasts. Find out more and join the movement by visiting our website at seedbed.com slash wakeupcall.